Chance game time, nine sitting in the bleachers, we ain't standing on the sides, I'll be running through your speed. Welcome to Game Time, presented by Rising Stars Network, where we spend time taking an in-depth look at the game within the game of women in sports. Welcome to Game Time, everyone, where we like to give flowers to the living. We have two guests today, Miss Veronica McCants and Miss Michelle Brooks. I like to call Veronica the Young Buck, so I'm going to start with her in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and I'm going to use that as an excuse of why I cannot pronounce her parents' name, but the important thing to know is that they've been married 37 years. She has, Veronica has four sisters and four brothers. She is the wife of Ty McCants, the head basketball coach and athletic director at Pine Forest High School. She is the mother of Malaya and Tiana. She is the current head girls basketball coach at Pine Forest High School and the former assistant coach. And over the last four years, the school girls team record has been 69 and 24. Veronica played high school basketball and, and volleyball. As a basketball player, she played on the varsity all four years at North Miami Beach Senior High School. Um, she averaged a double-double in her junior and senior year. One of her double-doubles was 27 points and 26 rebounds. She went on to take her talents to University of South Alabama, where she played 27 games as a true freshman and played all 30 games as a sophomore and started all 30 games as a junior and senior. So thank you, Veronica, for for joining us. My other guest is Miss Michelle Brooks. She's a young buck, too, if you're comparing it to me. Um, She is the daughter of Gary and Sherry Gibson. She has three siblings, two brothers and a sister. She is the mother of Nyla, Leah, Tavares Brooks Jr. and the wife of Mr. Tavares Brooks. Jill is a member of the UWF Athletic Hall of Fame where she holds a lot of records. Some of them may have been broken, but she put them on the map. They had the the best run in in the school's history the three years she was there. She was a two-time all-region first team. She had 112 steals in one season. She was she's in the books was in the books for number one in steals, number one in three point shots with 164. She was eighth in assists with 247 and fourth in scoring with 1,444. So I just want to say thank you to Michelle and Veronica for sitting down with us. I also have a, have to give a disclaimer. We had such a great conversation. They were such great guests. However, because I'm a rookie at the podcast game, we ran into some problems with the Internet and this thing is cut every which way but loose. So forgive me for the parts that may not make sense because they may be edited in a, in a really sloppy and terrible way. But be patient with me It's going to get better. And hopefully one day they'll come back and join me again. I hope you enjoy. The other thing that I do know is um, both of you ladies are not only uh, not native Pensacolans, Pensacolians, if that's a word, but you also, your, your parents were born in Haiti, you were, you were born in Haiti, your parents are from um, Canada, so you are not only not um, originally from Pensacola, you're not even, your origins didn't start in the United States. You got two women who are phenomenal athletes, phenomenal moms, phenomenal women in the community. So my first question is really going to be about um, as far as culture, what was celebrated, what was discouraged, and I'm, I'm going to um, start with Michelle and, and, and um, then I'll come to you, Veronica. Tell me about um, women in sports in Canada. What's kind of the norm? What's acceptable? Um, what kind of attitude, what kind of culture it is for women in sports? Okay, so I born and raised in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, the culture of females and sports, it was more about fun. Um, having fun, um, being coached by great coaches, having great teammates, sportsmanship. Um, wasn't that physical um, in your face, <laughs> talking junk, and I'm like, what? what's going on? Okay, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> I don't want it that bad, I promise you. 
Um, so I, I think with um, the culture change and when I came over here to play college ball, um, it's funny when I seen the title of your podcast, it's like Game Time. Mm -hmm. I wrote that on my shoe every year because I know that when I put on when, when I put on those shoes, it's game time. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm flipping a switch and I'm turning into that person that I need. And everybody's my friend. You came to the United States at two. Yeah. However, your parents still had an influence on you guys and how they felt about sports and what you think the culture is that coming from Haiti. So my parents were born. Well, I was born in Haiti, but I wasn't raised there. So I came to the United States at a very young age, but. My parents both played sports, but they played soccer. My mom played soccer and volleyball, so they didn't really respect basketball. Like, I'm like, mm. like, growing up, my mom, it was like, she just accept, expected it to be, oh, you're just having fun, whatever. Um, she didn't really come to my games in the beginning. She would just, she knew when I came home, she knew if I won, she knew if I lost. Like, oh. Okay. You can go to school for free? Okay, let's okay. invest some more time into this. And then um, it started coming out to more games. But for sure, it was literally just something for you to do. My mom wanted to keep us out the streets. So it was like, you're doing an after school activity or you're getting a job. So I was like, I don't want to work. So I tried every sport basketball, volleyball, anything to keep me from having to go home. Because you had two options you're either at home, you're at school, or you can go to church. So I was like, let me just go play with my friends. So, but once my parents figured out that we was really serious about the school, so I had to learn real quickly to stop smiling and go to work. So, but yeah, so with my parents, they did end up supporting us when we got older, for sure. So you both have brothers. You both, your, bro your brother plays well? Your my brothers played football, and my brothers are not good at basketball, okay? <laughs> Super athletic, can run, can jump, but cannot Bricks. play basketball. <laughs> yes, cannot play basketball. So, so let me ask you about with your parents. Did your parents take their bas their um football seriously? Were they more? Did you feel any like man? They going to their games, they cheering for them. And they were realizing, okay, this is really serious. So they got more serious with me earlier than they did with them two. Okay. So and then my the um, sister that's right before me. We used to compete all the time as far as with stats because she led the JUCO in rebounding, the nation in rebounds. So I was like, what else could I do? Yeah. So I would come home and be like, oh, I had 19 rebounds. And she'd be like, oh, okay, I had 23. I'm like, dang. But for sure, my parents, I didn't. I never felt like they took anyone else's sport more seriously. My dad played basketball all throughout his life in college and after. But he wasn't, um, he, he didn't favor basketball until he seen that we had a talent in basketball. Um, and I, I would say it was in our blood because he didn't push us. He, he, my mom and my dad put us in all sports. So we we're on travel swim teams, we did piano, soccer, volleyball, anything you name them just to keep us busy. Um, and then once he seen that we really had a talent for basketball, um, probably because we were competing in the backyard all the time, the four of us, um, and playing. So that's when we kind of took off with it and started doing the travel basketball, yeah, home, working. And then one time we went and watched the movie Love Basketball, and there's a scene in there, and she's talking to her mom, and she's like, why, why don't you come to my games? And, and um, the mom's like, well, it doesn't matter. You have your daddy and your coaches and everybody else there. And she looked at her and she said, it matters. It matters that you're there. So we went to go see that movie together, my mom and me. And then she, at that point, I think it kind of clicked, like, it does matter, even though you might have your daddy and your coaches and everybody else there. So I, I think that was a turning point where she came to more games. I think it just... Marie, were you always a starter? I, I would say yes. Because in Canada, we played our age division. In high school, it was always, you're in the ninth grade, you're playing JV. Like, it was never jumping ahead like they do now, regardless of how good you are or how great you are. So I think that's where, you know, there was only a handful of people that actually could play basketball, and I started because of that. 
the majority of my life, people thought we were twins, okay. um, and they thought I was the older one because okay. <laughs> I was mature. <laughs> I was going to say. So, so my mom's going to be quiet. My dad's going to be quiet. You'll see them when they walk in because my mom's pretty tall, just like me. But my sister, I hear two people. Well, I hear my teammates, but I hear the coach. And regardless where my sister sits, my oldest sister, mm -hmm. regardless where she sits, I will hear her. That little squeaky voice too, you don't even think you'll be able to hear her, but I hear her. I hear the coach and I hear my sister from, she could be at the top row, I'm gonna hear her. So is, is she a critic or is she a fan? Um, she's a little bit of both. She gonna be like, V, stop being soft. But then if somebody else say something, it's gonna be like, don't say nothing to my sister. Right. So it's it's she's gonna be, she's my biggest fan because she's gonna tell me how great I am and or the things that I need to work on. But for sure, when she's at the game, she's gonna be coaching me up. But yeah, so so who's your biggest fan when you were playing? When I was playing with my dad. Okay, um, and what? He's no longer with us. He passed away about three years ago. <laughs> he played harder when he's here. Um, but you said you hear your coach and your sister. I didn't hear my coach. <laughs> I just heard my dad. And hearing my dad now helps me coach or talk to my daughter today because I can never remember, I can't remember a time where he was really hard on me and like criticized me to the point where I was in tears. Mm -hmm. Where sometimes I have to step back and look at myself when I'm talking to my daughters. Um, so that's in the in the front of my mind when when I'm talking to my daughter. <laughs> okay, I want to ask you how you feel about that. <laughs> but she likes she likes basketball too, so I'm excited about that. So we've done soccer, and I just hope she doesn't stick with it. <laughs> but we're gonna like her parents did. We're gonna try. We're gonna let her try everything. Um, I'm just gonna let her try everything, see what she does. But I'm hoping and praying that she loves basketball. I'm not gonna force her to. I'm gonna just introduce her to everything, but I hope that's what sticks. Okay. Hopefully no outside sports because they still play in the rain. <laughs> they play when it's really hot. You know, this basketball is inside, volleyball is inside. Let's do something, you know. <laughs> so they were both in dance, um, hip hop and jazz and ballet. Um, we really didn't do the gymnastics and then we went into baseball, basketball, soccer. Um, piano, um, but I'm like you. I I don't want them to play basketball. Oh, <laughs> like I I I didn't I didn't necessarily love it. Okay. Um, and for me, I love I love yeah. basketball. I was gonna I, ask. That. I, yeah, I, I I love it now. Watching it, watching like our our team grow, but I didn't love it playing. Free education to get my degree, then to continue on. It's every other month. Do you want to play basketball? We don't have to. We can stop now. We can go do something else. Um, you, you'll still be able to go to college because I grew up thinking that I couldn't go to college unless I got a basketball scholarship. Like, I don't know where, but that was drilled in my head, and I thought I wasn't going to go unless I got a basketball scholarship. So that was my why. So so um, did Nyla um, stick with any other sports? Did she continue with other sports? No, or? She, she, she has not, and I wish she would have. Um, <laughs> middle school, eighth grade, she played volleyball. She was a starter. She, they went undefeated. They won the championship. Like, why? Well, can I put in extra work with basketball? Can I practice a little bit more, go to workouts, and just not do volleyball and just focus on basketball? And I had to take a deep breath, and I said, okay, mm -hmm. you have a plan. That's what you want to do. That's fine. So, speaking of volleyball, I am a new fan of volleyball. So, what, what was it about volleyball that you enjoyed, and what, what was it about it that made you lean more to basketball, or was it talent that directed you? So, for me, I remember being in high school, and I, was, I loved volleyball, and I remember being in high school, my coach was like, you're doing too much. Like, I was trying to play every <laughs> single sport. She was like, you need to, because... She said she was a starter. I wasn't a starter. Okay. On basketball? Yeah, for basketball. Okay. When I first tried to play, try out for a school team, I almost got cut. Okay. Somebody came and was like, oh, that's such a such sister. And the coach was like, oh, okay, you move to this side. <laughs> and that's how I made it. It started eventually. But, so I was good at basketball. Volleyball came so much easier. And like you said, it was so much fun. 
and everybody had a great attitude, and it was just so easy. And basketball was a little harder. Um, my coach was like, you got to figure it out. If you really want to do this at the next level, you have to make a decision. Because my volleyball team was trying to practice at the same time basketball was practicing, and it was stretching me too thin. So I was like, okay. So my senior year, I didn't play volleyball. So they was like really pissed, but put all my time to working on basketball to get better. There's really some really good girls out here. Instead of just thinking about just my city, I was the best player on my team. I was pretty good around the area, but going to, I think it was the Disney World of Sports, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it's some younger kids better than me. Mm -hmm. So I got to put in more work. So definitely took heed to what my coach was saying that I need to put in some more time and I might be good, but these coaches are recruiting everybody from everywhere, not just me and my little school. So it was, I do like volleyball and I also did coach volleyball. So it is, it is that. Yeah, yeah. So you're cheering for every point, like, and you just don't have enough time to do, like, they do full celebrations. Yeah. And it's, it's I, know, I, know. I know. So, your first coach was your first, your first coach a woman or a man? Um, um, besides my dad, I would say a man. Um, a man in middle school. And did he did you do you know if he coached other um other boys or was he strictly coaching girls? We played on the boys team. Okay. So your first coach was a man. I've had I had women coaches all the way up until I went to college. Okay. And I remember that was one of the reasons I did choose South because I remember playing against a team and they had a great old white man as a coach and I was like I think I want to go play for a man, <laughs> but, but yeah, it was different, but um, yeah, so my first middle school coach was a woman, and my high school coach was a woman, too. So, so it, do we agree that women coach differently than men? For sure. And, and what, what are some of the differences? What are some of the differences that you think when, from women coaches and men coaches? Um, I think the women coaches are more sensitive to your feelings. Hmm. Just my experience being coached in, in college, I had two women, female coaches. In high school, I had a male coach, and um, female coaches cared more about my feelings. So I would say, I feel like with the female coaches, they didn't let us get away with anything. It was like, we go through the same thing, so we know you could push through it. For me, like the men coach, you could be like, Oh my cycle, and they'll be like, okay. But I loved her so much. Like she's like the guy. She's the guy. What influenced me into wanting to coach? But I definitely remember her being so mean. I don't remember her caring about my feelings at all. <laughs> so first woman coach when you got to the United States. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. So so because I I, I do agree with um, Veronica in the sense of game recognizes game mm -hmm. and. Women know when other women are bull jabbing, and so when oh I'm hurt or any of that, like we're trying to hear that yeah. as female coaches, we're we're not sensitive. I'm not. I'm, let me not uh, put this <laughs> on all women. I'm not sensitive at all to you crying or none of that moves me. Well, mom, coach, do you think that you're harder on your daughter, or did you learn from your dad what you were saying about your dad being? Um, I'm so much harder. Oh my god. <laughs> this, I, this, so this is much body night, but she said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to learn from you too, coach. <laughs> I don't know about um, that. But um, it's just, I know what my daughter's capable of doing, and I know what she she's slacking. Yeah. I was like, yes, coach, yes, mommy. But now I get the eye rolls mm -hmm. and stuff. Look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, so, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm harder on her because I, I try to push her to her full potential. Um, but on the other side, I'm still mom, so it's a thin line. So, so what about her dad? Is her dad is her dad hard on her, or do you carry the complete load of being a tough guy? I do. Okay. <laughs> and is that in all things? I know it's just it's just with basketball okay. um, because I'm like okay. I, I, 
you want the blueprint, let's let's do this and the fundamentals and you'll be all right. You know, everybody excels at different speeds. So don't look at this person or that person. Just worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Um, so when she doesn't do what she's supposed to do, you know, I have no sympathy for it. <laughs> and he, on the other hand, that's his little baby girl. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them, Leah and Nyla. So um, he's there to, to balance that. So, so I'm glad you brought Leah up because um, you have two, two daughters with different personalities. Yes. <laughs> Basketball, or what's your approach with Leah? Sentence and she's turning her back and <laughs> waving me off. And I'm like, okay, in front of all these people, Leah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> um, but she's still young. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still finding herself. She has a big personality. She's one of the volleyball cheerleaders. Yay! Mm-hmm strike or whatever they say. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I don't know what's going to be her thing yet. She's really good in softball right now. That's been her thing for the past two years. Um, first first year playing middle school basketball, and I think she's really enjoying it. She has a really good coach this year. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, well, I'm excited to see what hoping that she grabs a hold of something and runs with it and that she's just you know she finds her thing and her why um and i don't want to influence that with basketball because i i'm fearful that she's gonna say well mommy likes basketball mommy played basketball i'm gonna do that because mommy likes it no you're you're okay with that i'm okay with that (laughs) okay do it because you saw me, you saw that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. So, 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 um, do you think that you're tougher on Nilo as it relates to basketball? Like, it's pretty simple. Either you get it. The only thing I, I noticed with Leah, my middle child, with softball is if you're putting forth effort, if you're working hard. Then if you're not, if you're just jogging, if you're just, you know, out there just picking grass, we got a problem. <laughs> so when she's playing basketball, are you more focused on no. just effort or are you looking at the... the- with her effort attitude, um, because we had a, a, a talk last game where she was yelling at her teammates and she threw the ball a little harder than I'd like back to the ref. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is not just basketball. You you are my child mm-hmm. and this is about life. You're not gonna be acting a fool on the basketball court, in the classroom, out in the community. Isla, she wants to play basketball. Um, she's putting in all this work. So I'm gonna help her reach her maximum potential. Um, so this is what you wanna do. I'm gonna tell you, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Code it. Um, you know, other coaches might, but I'm not, I'm not. You need to tighten up on this and this and this. What age do you think that, that you're gonna like, let them try a team? So like her, her like she's already had a little basketball. Um, I know she's not ready to be on a team sport, but we are gonna start just training, just dribbling, shooting, some stuff. How old is she? She's three, she'll be four in November. Okay. So, Give her some time and I won't force it, but it is everywhere in the house. <laughs> hey, you got my pictures, you got dad pictures, so it's she's gonna see we gonna let her see it. And she knows, Daddy, are you going to basketball? Mm-hmm. Mommy, mommy's going to basketball too. So yeah, but um, I think because we know basketball, because I know basketball, that's what would make me more more critical. It's harder on your child, like my husband said. His dad coached him, and his dad was harder on him than he was on the other kids. And I think that's because you don't have another parent that you have to answer to. You are the parent. Yes. And you know what's okay to say to your child or not. Right. So some parents might not be okay with me speaking to their child like this or saying this, mm-hmm. but I know I'm okay with it, so I can say it to my child or Absolutely. do whatever. So I think that with basketball being my sport, the sport that I spend a lot of time studying, spend a lot of time playing, I think that would make me more critical of something. Woman, but her husband also helped and her brother also helped and they were they're great men that I still keep in contact with now. But I don't know, let's see. I'm gonna go women. Because just let's compare me and my husband. Um, are you the bad guy at your house too? As far as I, I think I will be the bad guy because 
these little girls <laughs> got him wrapped around their fingers and they could do <laughs> he tried to be he tried to discipline him but he don't be disciplined. <laughs> but like I would like to play for Don Staley. If I was in high school trying to go play for somebody, I would go Don over Gino. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but tell me why you why you pick Don over Gino. Um, I think that they just well with Don I feel or women I feel like they know you, they can empower you, they've been through the things you've been through and I think there's just someone that you can relate to on a lot of aspects, not just basketball and how it affected them, but just life in general and things that they're going through. I think that another woman can just He's participating in sports. What kind of fan are you for him versus um, how you are with your daughters? So my son, um, his confidence level is through the roof. Okay. So I'm more so like this <laughs> when I'm watching him. Okay. And I'm like, I wish you can take 10% of that and give it to my girls because he's running down the court like this. <laughs> just like, okay, at a point I'll have to tone it down, but right now it's fun. Mm -hmm. it, it's fun. He's at an age where it's watching him play soccer, baseball, he's in jiu-jitsu, basketball, it's fun. Um, so he's kind of decided which, which sport he likes the best. You being from Canada, you being from um, Haiti, your parents being from Haiti, and you being born in Haiti, how um, the culture have your children been to um, to Canada? They have, but not recent. So I don't. I don't think they really remember. Okay. So so do, do have you seen any change in the culture of um, sports in Canada since? And is it changed since since when you were playing? Because um, you know a, a lot of we we have some um, Canada born players in the NBA now mm -hmm. and. I don't know about in the WNBA, but I came over to the United States because at that time they didn't give full athletic scholarships in Canada. Um, I don't know if that's changed. I haven't done my research, um, but definitely it's more competitive. Um, I know that they have an EYBL team mm -hmm. that is just Camp Nurse Kia, or mm -hmm. yeah, um, that it's just based off of Canadian players coming over here to play. And I, don't, I had a chance to watch them this past summer, and they're pretty good. Did they talk smack? Were they trash talk? No. The, no they still the coach was a little bit. The coach was a, a little bit, but not the not the players. And so they're nice. Okay. Yeah. They're nice. the worst players to play against, though. The ones that are that are like nice, they yes. just they just kick your butt. Was um, just in Pensacola, and Michelle was coaching a, a um a recreation team, and I was coaching a rec team, and um, a couple of people uh, said. Oh, she's just quiet. She's just nice. I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> See, I know better than that. Nobody's going to get me with that. Oh, she's just nice. It's not no. I I know I know when you, you cannot become a great player without being competitive. You can smile, yeah. but you're still competitive. So tell me about um, when you were at UWF, um, was there, um, how did you transition from, you started out at more hit, more hits, more hit, and that was in Kentucky, right? Correct. And so, was was it rural? And what was your transition from Kentucky, Canada, Pensacola? What was that like? So it was rural in Kentucky, Canada. Um, it was like a melting pot. You had you know my best friend Cambodian. My first boyfriend was white. You know I had um, um, just the Arabics live right next. To door to us so it was a melting pot we were hanging confederate flags and that was my first time being introduced to that on their trucks on their belt buckle um first month of college n-i-g-g-a or e-r spray painted across the dorm that had the majority of the, the black students um living there so it, it was rough and I, I would say i wasn't prepared mm -hmm. um but it was still a little college town. Um, so as long as we stayed on campus, we were fine. We're still, you know, partying and living our lives. Um, I was different from the black girls here. Mm -hmm. um, I, I spoke differently. Right now I still have, I, I sound American, but before when I first came down here, I didn't sound American at all. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, it was hard. So it, it took a while. Um, 
still adjusting, but For I'm sure. making it. <laughs> so, as far as your confidence, did, did you lose confidence at all? So, different aspects. Um, in basketball and just in life, no, I didn't lose any confidence. If anything, it made me better, it made me stronger, gave me more of a backbone. But in my professional, in a department and outsiders, um, vendors would come in and they, they would talk to somebody that was maybe two or three levels below me instead of talking to me. Mm -hmm. um, but in my back, back of my mind, I'm saying, they still gotta pay me, so <laughs> once you finish it, asking that person questions and they can't answer then come to me so um so the sports with your daughter do you feel like um her confidence confidence because they were a little bit more sheltered than i you know when you have to fend for yourself you know it, it brings a different level of Absolutely. confidence and strength um when you're given everything because you have a daddy wrapped around your finger, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a different level. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, she, both of my daughters, especially the, the eldest one, she's she's working through that right now, and she knows her why now. Um, so that's really pushing her and having having more confidence on the floor. When she gets off the floor, she's back to being that sweet, little, shy little girl. Mm -hmm. But I see a transition with- I've been in Miami before, and I know Miami, similar to um, Ontario, is, is a melting pot. Sure. It's, it is all, all, sure. all kind of everybody. It's, However, um, did y'all live in what consider a Haitian community, or what kind of communities did you grow uh, up in? For sure, in Miami, it's like, no one's just American. Right. It's it's very rare to say, oh yeah, I'm just Black American. Everybody's mm -hmm. either you're Haitian, you're Jamaican, you're Hispanic, you can be Cuban, Mexican, whatever. It, it's just everybody has something they were mixed with. The majority of my school, probably I would say like seventy five percent were Haitian. So I could say we I lived in the Haitian community, but like both my next door neighbors were white. No, this one was white, this one was Hispanic, so we had a lot of Haitians around, but it was still um, like a melting pot. You, you got to experience everything, so then moving to Pensacola is like... Wait, before you got to Pensacola, you went to Alabama, Oh yeah, I went, South to Alabama. I went to University of South Alabama, and I remember when I was getting recruited, my mom didn't want me to go because people were telling her, oh, she's going to go to Alabama, she's going to get lynched, she's going to do this, she's going to really just stay to myself or talk to my teammates. I do, I do say now that I should have just branched out a little more and spoke to at least some of my classmates, but if you didn't play sports, I was literally trying to stay to myself, get to where I got to go and back home. But um, it, it, it is different because Miami is fast paced, it's a city, everybody's moving and whatever in both Alabama and Pensacola is a lot slower than um, what Miami is. It, I remember being in college and there was the earthquake in Haiti in town. This can't be, this can't be because I'm, and I'm like, my mom said everybody's fine. Okay, we check on all our people, we're good, find someone else because I don't, I think I was a freshman so I'm just like, I'm trying to get on the court right now, y'all talking about some other stuff. But for sure, just that difference in the culture. Um, so what about Pensacola? I feel like Pensacola is kind of different too. It's either you black or you white. Like I'm surprised that she was from Canada. I was like, okay, that's really cool. And someone else speaks another language. So like any chance I get to speak Creole, I try to. So like when I call my mom, I try to speak just to Creole to her. When my mom talks to my daughter, I'm like, speak UWF, and then he met his wife, who went to high school with my husband. Okay. I said, oh, that's pretty cool. But so when I do get a chance, when we hang out, that's when I get to speak Creole. But but that's awkward, right? Because the other two people don't speak it. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about them. I just, I just want to not lose my language. So yeah. I just want to yes. talk. Yes. And my husband kind of knows some words. He thinks that he speaks more Creole to my child than I do. But <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about that. Let's talk about being wives. Um, and and being athletes because sometimes as, as um, athletes you know, how did you meet your husband? He came to visit Mary, who was my roommate at the time, 
they were best friends growing up and they would just they would just hang out all the time or whatever and then it just became my hu- me my husband mary um, someone else that was a principal but we just became a crew and then um he told mary that he liked me and then initially, so Mary was, was playing at South Alabama. Yeah, she was my roommate, and she's also from Pensacola. Mm-hmm. I've she heard played her at name. she played mm-hmm. at Pine Forest, so they knew each other since they were little. They've been best friends since they were little. Then I went to South, and then we were roommates, and then um, so that's how we met through Mary. Then he said he liked me, and I was like, mm, he's still too short, man. We gonna have these <laughs> NBA babies. <laughs> but yeah, so initially I told him no, I didn't like him. I don't want to date him, but he was persistent and he kept trying. And then I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so we've been dating since 2013, and we've been married for five years. Awesome. So yeah. So so with y'all both being involved in sports, um, he is, is so competitive. Com- I was gonna say, is there a competition because y'all both coach at the same high school? Yes, everything is a competition all the time from petition mm-hmm. and they get another chance to play again and I'm just like I'm worried about my game too you just <laughs> out or like they went through a spell where they were losing games we were winning so I'll come home and I want to be all excited about my game and when he's sad so I'm just like yes, you gotta talk about your game <laughs> but like he's so competitive and he studies the game so it's like it then just makes me a better coach and just trying to learn the game and seeing the things that he do on his side and he comes and say hey try this with your team so it's a it's a i think it's a great situation as far as i have somebody that's gonna check me when i'm wrong and he's not intimidated by me because i feel like a lot of people are intimidated by me great i was and all this stuff and i'm just like so shy like please stop talking (laughs) you wanted you to say you wanted to coach so I initially was coaching before him in Miami. I was coaching back at my high school in Miami. Okay. And um, he was trying to get into the coaching world and you know, not being from the city it could be kind of hard. So he wanted to coach at my high school but they didn't want to let the guy go that was there. So then um, people back in Pensacola was telling him, come on, come back to Pensacola. I think a job coming over. And then he applied and they're not supposed to transfer you but they let him transfer. And then, so I coached for four years in Miami before. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, like, literally right after college, I went straight into um, coaching. I went, because I used to go back and volunteer all the time with my high school coach, like, Christmas break, Thanksgiving break, any kind of breaks we had, I was back in at my old high school um, coaching. And then she was like, oh, yeah, we're giving it up this year. What you think? And I was like, oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, <laughs> but I knew I liked basketball. I made him want to coach more because he just, he used to work on my staff with me, mm-hmm. and he was helping me. So then I think he was just like, oh yeah, he wants to run his own team. Mm-hmm. And then That's and then now we're in Pensacola, and everybody knows him, and it's. Now I gotta know everybody, and I'm like, I'm sorry if I don't remember these people's names, but I know you introduced me. Yeah. But so he's a very popular guy, and so um, you was big boss down yeah. there. And now you have this. So now it's reverse. So mm-hmm. back home in Miami, everybody knew me. I want to move back. Yeah. So yeah. back up just a little bit and, and brag on my husband for a, a okay. little bit. So we met through um, Clonita Jones. I call her Penny. That was that was my point guard at EWF, and now she coaches at uh, Pensacola State. She was at South right before I got recruited. Yes. So when I was on my visit, she was there, and then the year I got there, she left and took another job somewhere else. Yeah. So y'all y'all played together. You and Penny. Yeah. Okay. Um, Her last year was my first year at EWF. Um, So she was like, "Hey, team, EWF team, let's go play in the city." Mm-hmm. So we went to Cobb Center, and as far as there, we met, we started talking at Cobb Center. I volunteered at Cobb Center, co-ed, girls and boys, um, and then we got a girls team together, and the girls team started playing boys, and we're like, hey, they're pretty good, my daughter is there, she wants to play, let's play. How old was she at that time? I want to say third grade, mm-hmm. third grade at that time. Um, so let's pour into them, let's pour into her. Um, so 
Was Tavares coaching with you? He was. Okay. And he's always kind of been my assistant coach. Um, more so, Tavares is coaching, and in life, he's my anchor. He's always been, I, I said, it has different stages. At first, it was because this is fun. Fun for the little girls. Let's clap. Let's laugh at them. Going into, okay, they're a little bit more serious. Let's teach them. Um, I think God gave me a gift of basketball, so I'm able to teach them. Um, and then going further than that, oh, I see that you guys are good. Let's develop that skill. And now I'm at this point of I need to pass it off because this is beyond my expertise. Um, so that that's kind of my journey of coaching. So when you say it's beyond your level of expertise, you, you as we started out the conversation, you were in the Hall of Fame at UWF, you're a great basketball player. What do you life um, I think my, my focus is learning my job um, in my professional life I put forth effort in that area as a player as a coach I don't watch basketball mm -hmm. um, I make up plays on the fly based off of what each player can do um, you know I, I learn from different coaches such as yourself Deadline. I, I do <laughs> I promise we went to a practice, Coach Jackson, and you asked the, the girls a question that I never asked them. You said, at that level, I'm just like, basketball, you're good. We've got a post player, we got a shooter, let's go. Um, so beyond my level of expertise is knowing the game, studying the game, um, and, and embracing plays and strategy, and I don't have that time. <laughs> and then I need some parents and the complaints. No. Uh, All right, let's go down this yeah. right there. <laughs> I'm dealing with dads, dealing with moms. Who's hard to deal with, dad or mom? For me, I would say moms. First, starting off with the just different as far as Miami kids versus the kids I coach now in Pensacola. In Miami, the parents are like, do whatever you got to do. Of course, keep my child safe. We're not putting our hands on nobody, but keep my child safe and make sure they do well. So it's like the parents give you sole responsibility. They don't, you know, work hard. With basketball, they're just like, okay, they yeah, we you. like Miami Heat, LeBron James, and he's there. But so they kind of give you free reign. Up here, I feel like a lot of the parents feel like they know. Good point. Feel like they know. Feel like they know a lot. So they are more invested in their child and it's like they're trying to coach them or they got them doing something different from what you're trying to get them to do. But I would say that the moms are harder because I feel like a lot of the moms I worked with, they just care so much about their child's feelings. And at this time, I'm just trying to get them to play basketball and do it well. Mm -hmm. A lot of like, you hurt her feelings. And I'm really like, I'm not trying to say it, but I really don't care about her feelings at this time. Let's, let's get what we need to get done and keep it moving. So I would say the moms are harder because I feel like the moms, they judge you a little more. On your teams, the teams you've coached, have there been moms who actually play? She ran track, but no, she wasn't. But you said they didn't fuss at y'all though. Not to where I would have alligator tears, no, but they would, you know, tell me right from wrong, but um, my mom didn't have too much of an opinion. She was more like a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. um, my dad kind of gave us constructive criticism, but I would agree with you that most of the dads have played sports or basketball at some point of their their life just organically because they're rough and tough and they're mm -hmm. outside playing with their friends. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the moms have not. Mm -hmm. They might have been around basketball a lot because of their kids, but they don't know how to coach a team. Hear that it's not hard for me because I know what my dad needs to work on, but for other people, like, okay, she doesn't have a left hand. Um, she, she can't make a layup or, you know, <laughs> Stuff like that is that's the reason why she's not getting X amount of playing time because I have two other players that can do that. Mm -hmm. um, so in the beginning, rec leagues, kids, everybody, it's all fun, same amount of playing time. But when we get up to a serious level, yeah. it's not play play anymore. Yeah. It, it's and like we're, we got a goal. Loyalty was not hard to come by. Like the kids that started with you stayed with you. So. I think now it has became this big thing to transfer and 
go somewhere else. As soon as you're not happy here, go somewhere else. And that's from all levels. You see from high school to college, everybody's... From fifth grade. Yeah, everybody's uh, <laughs> trying to transfer and go to other schools or go somewhere else because they have one little problem. So, um, But like, I feel like the coaches in Miami, they didn't really do that to me. I don't know if it's because... We liked each other, but we were kind of cool. So they weren't recruiting my players, I was recruiting theirs. But I do see, it, it. it's normally for me when I see you not. Know, I've seen many situations where it makes me question the integrity right. of, of a person. But as far as myself, I, I feel like I have a high level of integrity in myself. Um, for one thing, I'm going to say, if you want to know, if you want, if you have a question, come ask me. Don't ask 15 other people because you're going to get 15 different other answers. Um, but I, I am big on controlling the controllables. So if I notice situations where it's a little shady, I'm like, okay, gotcha. You know, I, I'm going to, I see your true colors and I'm going to politely remove myself from that situation and keep it moving because it's not that serious. And I've seen it with coaches i've seen them with referees and your mom or your dad um i would say um probably a little bit of both my mom's really strong-headed and she'll go toe-to-toe with anybody and she's five foot one <laughs> <laughs> so i got my kind of edge from her um and my dad i got um my confidence level from him. Um, I remember it got us prepared, it got us hyped, it, it got us ready to go. So that confidence level and, and just kind of working hard, I got that from him. What about you? What, what's your mom like? I'm saying, saying, I think I'm my mom. You are? Through and through. <laughs> We're literally, she's born on July 7th, I'm born July 8th. So it's like, we would say, people would say we're like the same person, just how strong she is, how much she cares about people, um, just just all that, like how she is with her family. She's super close and family's really big. It's always been really big to my mom, so that that's something that and doesn't say much. He's gonna provide and he's gonna do what he has to do, but he's not he's not going out with you, he's not doing anything with my mom's like your mom's social? My mom's very social, very outgoing. Everybody wants to be her friend. Um, and I think she's just a great person overall. But, um, yeah, I, I do think I get my personality from my mom. So with your dad being um, an entertainer and the, the, the way that he was playing with the, with the Globe Charter, Globe Trotters, um, is he the more outgoing one? Yes. Yeah. It's hard everybody to win um you know if he could take them all with him he would so that that's the type of person he is. so you you um talked about that that you didn't really love basketball and mm -hmm. and when you just said that what uh, immediately hit my heart was i love the sport so yeah. when i go to a game i'm right. like I want Veronica to win, but if somebody on the other team do something good, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love basketball like that. So you said you didn't <clears throat> love the game. Did did you? What what is your love? Um, my love is helping people. So when I was young, my love was trying to get my degree so I can help myself first, mm -hmm. and then after building a family and then helping my family, and then always wanted a family. And um, I wanted to be married when I met my husband. Baby dolls. Oh, dolls. <laughs> Thank you, uh, <laughs> uh, We weren't that type of girls. <laughs> what about you, V? Did you play with D-O-L-L-S? So, I I feel like girls, uh, they be planning their wedding and they know exactly mm -hmm. the kind of dress they want, all this stuff. And when it came time to plan my wedding, my husband did all the work. <laughs> Society told you you're supposed to be married mm. and then have kids. We played a lot of school. Like I was a teacher and I'm teaching you stuff. So we did a lot of that and we played like a lot of outside sports. We didn't have, my parents wasn't buying us a lot of toys because again, it was a lot of us. <laughs> so <laughs> we got a lot of hand-me-downs we made away with whatever we had. So I don't really think I was really thinking about marriage until it was time to get married really how you balance being competitive 
if, are, were you born competitive? That's why I was leading with this, your parents, and then uh, what were you playing with when you were little? Did you, think, did you have a competitive nature early on? I think just with having a lot of siblings, are you going to be as good as your sister? My sister was pretty good. I just want to be better than my sister. Mm -hmm. I got to be better than my sister. And um, she just built that competitive spirit in me. We were trying to compete with everything. Who's getting in the house first? Who's getting to the car first? Mm -hmm. We trying to get the best seat. So I know I can't be last to the car. So we're just competing with everything. And I feel like that was just off of me having a bunch of brothers and sisters. And got to compete for everything. So you don't get to that stove first. Might not be no food left for you. <laughs> so it was like... I really do feel like just everything was a competition. But I would turn that into, I wanted to win. Um, or more so on the flip side, I don't, I didn't want to fail. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to fail, so I'm trying my best to be the best in my class as far as schoolwork, studying, on the court. Um, wasn't about winning, it was just I didn't want my defender thinking that she can guard me mm -hmm. or thinking that you know she can get by me because I'm a pro you one-on-one it's it's me mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that stems from not wanting to fail um, I don't know if that can it's still in me today like I'm doing great at work and I need to prepare to be better so I won't fail on that next thing and do you think that took away from you loving the game? Um, so you can't take away what you never had. <laughs> so so, 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 so why, it, why do you think you stuck with, because you found out you were good at it? Why did you stick with basketball because you found out you were good yeah. at it? Yeah, and, and I think part of that might have been because I've had, I had an older sister that was really good. Okay. And she was a dog. She was competitive. She played with the boys all the time. And I was just like, Okay, I got you. I'm gonna play defense and throw you the ball. Mm -hmm. um, and then we went to college together, so okay. we both got Division One scholarships to the same college, and it was same atmosphere. She was, go ahead, I'm watching. Go. I'm here, and then I had to stand on my own. Mm -hmm. um, so when I had to stand on my own, I had to carry that load. So I, I think it's kind of like the expectation. You love the game. Always love the game. Mm -hmm. I feel like. Basketball just brought out the confidence in me because I don't think I was really confident in myself. First of all, just being, you see a lot, like just being tall as a little girl, every, it's like, it's weird. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're so tall. All this is, was always athletic, so then I got really good at it. But so for me, basketball has always been a positive light for me in my life, whether it was, hey, I'm stressed, I'm School's not going how I want to go. Basketball was always that. Let me go relieve my stress here. It was always a great thing for me. Some of my best friends came from basketball. Um, so, like, a lot of the people that are still close in my life now came from me playing basketball. And I think that it just, basketball just taught me a lot, a lot about life, a lot about just how to navigate through a lot of situations. So I joining me and I appreciate I appreciate both of you being such positive women in the community and giving back to the sport, coaching young young players and helping them just like you said, coach, um, to develop as young women and um, the challenges that come along with that. And I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you.